Hey, my name is Lizzie Smiley, and I absolutely love helping people connect with their calling and all the tools they need to kick roadblocks and excuses right out the door so they can cultivate the life they dream about. If you want to launch, grow, pivot, or scale your Etsy shop, or you've always wanted to develop the mindset and skills to run your own business, then I'm your girl. I've had that entrepreneurial spirit going strong since my very first lemonade stand, and now I'm a work-at-home mama with multiple online companies and a full-time Etsy shop, all while being present with my kids for the everyday chaos and most important milestones. On this podcast, we'll talk about all things business, mindset, Etsy, creativity, dazzling our customers, and so much more. There's plenty of room at this table for you, so scooch on in and let's go. I'm holding nothing back. Welcome to How to Sell Your Stuff on Etsy. I'm so glad you're here. Hey, you guys. Welcome back to the show this week. I have such a fun conversation to share with you today. I'm so excited. I do just want to put out a quick reminder that if you haven't joined us yet in the free How to Sell Your Stuff on Etsy Facebook group, we're having a jolly good time over there, and we have a very lovely culture that has no negativity and zero tolerance for meanness. So you can come to a safe place and be with your Etsy family and learn from each other and support each other. And so uh, there is a plug for that. You can grab the link down in the show notes and join us over there for the to keep the conversation going. But today I have just, it's just so fun. Um, Maddie started in high school with her Etsy shop making cat costumes. That's right. The girl sews cat costumes. And <laughs> she's now just graduated college. So she's been at it for eight years and has over 5,000 sales and has regular steady business and is killing it. And I think she's for sure the youngest person to ever come on the podcast. It's an absolute riot of a conversation. And, um, you know, when I'm reflecting back on everything we talked about, there are so many gems and tips in there. Her story, like, listen to how she's thought this through and listen to how she did not overanalyze. And she was willing to just play and have fun and test things. I'm telling you, every single time I come across someone that's had their energy, they have had great success on Etsy because they haven't put too much uh, pressure on it and they've let it happen and they haven't put like too tight of a timeline. Not saying you can't have fast success on Etsy. I've seen that again and again as well. I just love her playful approach. So let me read you her bio. Maddie Stevens is a business owner, but also a crafter of many other mediums, including photography, animation, and graphic design. She currently resides in Brooklyn, but began her shop in 2016, running it all throughout her schooling while obtaining her BA in human ecology from a small school in Maine. So let's dig into it. I'm excited for you to meet her. Please help me welcome Maddie to the podcast. Hey, Maddie. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for being here. Hi. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to talk about cat costumes. I think it is um, amazing that literally Charlotte, who was on the podcast a couple months back and has just this incredible Etsy story, was just I, we got off the call recording just like this, and she's just like, you need to meet someone. <laughs> she's like, you've got to talk to Maddie. And I'm so impressed because you're, you're in school, right? You're in college? I actually just graduated, um, but half of my time running my shop, or no, actually most of the time running my shop, I've been in school. I was going to say 2016, you started in high school, ma'am. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, half the time I've been in high school and then half the time I've been in college and now I'm out. So it's my first time running it uh, while not in school, which is interesting. I, I'm 99% sure you are the youngest person to ever be on the, on the podcast. So like you just wear that crown. Okay. But let's, let's start at the beginning. So, um, what the viewers at home would not realize is that I literally have a cat on my lap, um, who is making an appearance because she just knows, she just knows that Maddie is a cat person and that she needs to be here for this. You could stop digging your claws into me, though. That would be lovely. Um, This is Chai. For anyone wondering, we are in the middle of a Texas freeze, and she is usually outside. She loves to be outside and hunt things. And she's inside, so she doesn't freeze. And she is living her best life. She's like, I think I could get used to this. So we'll just, hopefully she won't make too much of an appearance. But we got to do the backstory, Maddie. I would like to know how, you have an entire cat business. How did you become a cat person? What is what is the genesis of all of this? Yeah, so I uh, grew up. My dad had a cat named Porky, um, <laughs> and he was uh, he wasn't a rescue, but he was actually rescued. Uh, my dad took him from his 
he found him uh, at his old apartment. And so he was, he was definitely one to, you, you gotta, you gotta get to know him a little, a little more. Um, And so, but he, he was, he was so sweet. Um, If you knew how to pet him, right. You know, Um, but regardless, I absolutely loved him. uh, And we called him pork chop. Uh, He, he did not, he did not make it to the cat hats, um, he is probably absolutely grateful. Um, but I had him all growing up, uh, and then I got another cat. Um, so I have two cats now. My dad has two cats. Um, and, but yeah, the cats have always been made an appearance in my life, and my grandma loved them as well. Uh, and so, yeah, so it started with that. And, uh, that's yeah. That's pretty much how I became a cat person, born born cat person for sure. <laughs> I think that's a riot. And the way the way any other cat person knows exactly what you mean when you say you had to pet him the right way. <laughs> this yes. this cat is one of two that we rescued. They were feral in our neighborhood, and this mom cat just kept having litter after litter after litter. My neighbor, who is um, a widow, she she called me and she's like, "You're good with cats, right? Can you please help me?" So this cat. And this, I'm just going to see so y'all can see her. This is Chai and she was feral, completely feral. In fact, she and her sister, we had in the house for, because it was the middle of COVID. We couldn't get them fixed. I'm sorry, guys, we're going to have a cat moment and then we're going to go Etsy. Okay. We have to, it's Maddie. We're talking about cats. She, they were so feral. We had them in the house for, I want to say six to six to nine months and I couldn't touch them. We had them in a bathroom. We had them in this office, which they they tore up so badly at the time. And we were finally able to get them in to get fixed. You guys know the, what it was like during COVID. If any of you had, um, it was so hard to get in for surgeries, especially at like a low cost place and whatever. And um, they were feral. So we needed to go there because they were the ones trained to deal with the feral cats. And so we finally got them fixed. And then we had them outside. We were going to, um, we there, there's this whole thing you do with feral cats where you have to keep them in like a in like basically a catio if you want them to sort of stick around so you can, cause I wanted to make sure they kept getting their shots and I wanted to make sure that they were taken care of and not beat up by the other cats. So we built a catio and they were in there again. We still cannot touch these cats. Literally it was world war three catching them. The people at the vet place um, weren't, didn't listen to us and like let them out of the cage. And all of a sudden we hear from the front room in the back, you know, they're trying to catch. And we're like, we told you. And um, I'm sorry, I startled you. But long story short, we, we, they do their time in the catio, which is something like six weeks. And then they, they'll stay in the yard. If you do that, they'll come back for food. After that, randomly, they were the most snuggly things on the planet. I couldn't touch them inside my house for like six to nine months. And then all of a sudden they were like this. And the one will not leave my daughter alone. And the other one will not leave me alone. I'm sorry, but someone had to appreciate that. Maddie, thank you for being the one to listen to that story. Oh my God, that's that's the sweetest story. Um, that actually reminds me that I, I didn't realize that that's actually what a catio was for. <laughs> um, but when, when I was, uh, yeah, at least somewhere in high school, I had actually built a catio for my cats um, that started from the uh, a walkway, like a cat, like if you've yes. seen those cat shelving systems, I had one going around my room and then it would lead to an outdoor catio thing. Um, so they got to explore outside. And I just love that that's actually what it's for, is for helping cat, like rescue cats. And that's that was such a cool story. And now I, I kind of want to rescue Where else do you share that, right? Where else do you get to say this psycho cat that is now licking me, I couldn't touch her <laughs> Um, Okay, but... Catios were technically invented by people who are obsessed with their cats and wanted them to get a taste of nature. Uh, okay, we, yeah, that was I, my intention. <laughs> yeah, and you were on, you were on point with that. Um, th- it was just what. So most people have like a, a type of a catio when they need to do that with the ferals. So I think I don't think that most people who tame ferals like that would call it a caddy. I don't know. So just to make sure that you've got your your street your street vernacular there, I, I may have totally made that up, but we called it a catio. <laughs> It was pretty fancy. And here, here we are. So, okay, let's transition to Etsy because that's, that is why we are here. I thank you though, for six minutes on cats. My heart is full. (laughs) What about sewing? Because you have now married your love of sewing with your love of cats. When did you start sewing? How did you learn how? Yeah. uh, So I started sewing. uh, I was taught by my mom and I, I sewed everything random dog toys, um, and what else did I do? Pillows, like kind of like the basic things. Yes. And so in order where I started sewing for my business, I, I was obviously something I've been familiar with. 
Uh, but I'd gotten this book. I'd also known how to knit and crochet from my mom as well. And so I'd gotten this book called Crochet, Knit, and Knit Hats for Cats. Oh my and gosh. there are these uh, cat costumes that, yeah, were, were knitting patterns and crochet patterns. And I made one and I did not have the patience for it. And uh, I loved the book. Um, and so I loved all the designs I had and thought like, okay, why don't I kind of sew something a bit similar, like a a cat costume similar to this, but make it my own, my own design and, and, and turn it into a sewing project instead. So I, so that's how like my love for sewing got me into this as well. Do you use a sewing machine or you do everything by hand? Yeah. Okay. So I started doing everything by hand, uh, but quickly, quickly (laughs) learned. uh, Yeah, no, I I was, it was a bit of a revolt against the technology. um, For some reason, sewing has been around for, sewing machine has been around for forever. Um, But I finally caved and, and used a sewing machine and it it went by much faster for sure. Okay. So were you just, at first, were you just making cat costumes for fun for your, for your, for, for like, well, I guess pork chop was gone by then, but was yes. that for your own cats? Like, I, like how did this become an actual business, an Etsy shop? Yeah. So I had started making a few. Uh, then I, I went to uh, my friend's house and I kept making them. We used to sew together and I asked like, Oh, what design should we do? And and I made like a shark hat, which I actually don't have anymore. Um, I should I should bring that back just for you fun. Should. Yes, um, it was so cute. It didn't really sell that much. Um, but I had a party hat and like a spaghetti and meatballs hat. And so I had been familiar with Instagram, and I had just posted like as I was saying like my catio thing. I would post that. I would post videos of them walking around on their cat cat walkway shelving thing and I would like enter like little contests and things so I was kind of involving myself in the world of uh cats on Instagram and so I had posted uh all, all of the different hats I'd made and somebody said like oh can I can I get one like can I buy one is that possible um and I was like huh like maybe and, and my dad used to always say like every time I made something it's like you could sell that you could sell that and I never really took it seriously uh, and I toyed with the idea of opening an Etsy shop. Um, and so I finally just did it one day and started started from there. That is crazy. We're like, okay, so you are young. You were already familiar with technology. Was Etsy easy for you to figure out? Yes, uh, it was very easy. I did no research uh, into business, into Etsy, into uh obviously I'd been sewing everything by hand didn't really factor uh time costs in as well and so I knew nothing going into it and was able to kind of learn as I go without making too many mistakes I guess like nothing that would really cost my business it was it was pretty easy from the from the get-go to to just post a listing type thing yeah so okay did you like did you know about SEO Uh, No, I actually didn't even know about that until uh, first year of college when I decided to do like an independent study on uh, about marketing. And and that's when I actually learned about it. Didn't didn't know anything. They're like putting these listing tags. I'm like, I have no clue what this means, but I'm just going to put in some random words and see what happens. I guess because I never felt like I needed it uh, to die, do a deep dive into marketing. I didn't realize I was doing a lot of mine uh, organically. It was like something where I, if I forced myself to do it, it wouldn't be the same. So okay, going through Instagram um, for marketing, yeah, I, I would just interact with people, um, with cat people, because I just love to. And I loved reaching out to people. And I, even though I had like 20 followers or something from the start, like, I, yeah, I, I would just interact with everything because people are just posting videos of the cat and people also do the same to me. And so I didn't realize I was making those connections 
And that was the way that I would do marketing in a way. So do you send a lot of your own traffic to Etsy from your Instagram? Or in the beginning, was that how you got sales? Yes. Um, yeah, that's definitely what started it. Uh, Can and- we say niche, guys? Can we say power of niche? Like you get real specific on <laughs> a niche and that's what happens, right? Yeah, for sure. And and now it's it's... That was definitely something I didn't realize how important it was. And and then I had kind of, I, I'd gone to school, I'd been focusing on other things. And so I didn't, I kind of lost that. And I still kind of lose that now. So a lot of the times I don't sometimes know where my sellers, where my buyers are coming from. Yeah, but I, I did understand until I didn't have that, how important that was to really just connect with people. And it was definitely something I couldn't have read in a book, but I was able to just kind of do, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it makes complete sense. And if you don't mind, I want to dive into it a little more because some people are listening right now and they're like, all right, but what did you do? So I'm envisioning you've already, you're already just like posting on your Instagram pictures and video of your cats, like you said before. So you, you now are opening up an Etsy shop. I'm guessing you put your link in your bio and you're occasionally posting pictures of your cats wearing wearing the paraphernalia. Is that correct? Yes. It, it had kind of no rhyme or reason uh, because I was, uh, f- uh, f- how old was I when I started? I was in 2016. So I was, uh, wait, what am I? Uh, okay. I was something like uh, 15, okay. 16. I, don't, I, I can't really do the math right now, but it was just kind of, kind of more aimlessly and in that way, organically, and, and maybe also has to do with the fact that Instagram has changed a lot, but I also yeah. don't necessarily uh, think so. I think you can still make those connections, just a matter of uh, not losing them, I guess. Uh, and so a lot of the things I would do, uh, I would post tons of behind the scenes and just like me sewing on the couch, like yes. completely not... The pictures were terrible. You're saying there was no strategy. You were just <laughs> sharing <laughs> your craft. <laughs> and nothing would really go viral or anything, but it would just kind of be the same group of people who enjoyed uh, seeing random crafts I was making. And even if sometimes it had nothing to do with cats, it would just be like, here's some other cool things I sewed this week. And I would also do enter. I would make contests, and I gotta get back into that because that was that was totally fun. Where I had people post uh, videos of uh, post pictures of like I don't know their cat in a costume, or, and sometimes it also didn't have to be related to my shop. It just like your your cat doing something like in, in a festive background or something like that, and so. I I'd done that and then I'd uh, reached out to people and and I would follow up with holiday cards. Uh, I would I would just connect with people like they were kind of I knew them all my life and I I had done like tons of custom orders are also were also really great. I don't really do those as as often. They've definitely changed up. I used to do like watercolor, and so. That's another, that was another great way. And I would enter contests as well. And, and just for fun, just to kind of, yeah, connect with people. I got a lot of like fun little like, cat toys and, and things from winning those. Uh, and so that was, that was, yeah, that was a lot of kind of my marketing, I guess, like strategy. You would call yeah, it. which wasn't even, you were just connecting with your people. But Maddie, I have a question for you. How did you have them post a picture? Were you just using a hashtag? Yes. I think I did. Like, it was like Mad- Miss Maddie makes 1K giveaways, like giveaway. And, 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 hashtag like, it, and that's how you'd be able to filter and see who, who submitted to win. Yeah. And once again, genius, probably got like 10 like people posting, but, but I really like doing it. And, and I also really, I, I still, I haven't done it uh, this past year, but the year before I would still um, send holiday cards and everything. And, and so that was also really fun to do kind of like a festive thing. Like I would post. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of people also make holiday cards with their with their cats and costume. Um, so that was just kind of like, yeah, another way to connect people. Absolutely brilliant. Okay. How many sales are you at right now? And did you know approximately? 
Oh, um, can oh, I tell it I warned you, I go off, I go off script all the time. <laughs> um, like- I'm not actually 100% sure at the moment. Let me. Let's look it up. Because I know it's, um, you might be able to get to it faster. But I think, I think being able to show, and then what I'd really like to talk about too is um, how the beginning went. Miss Maddie makes. Yeah. Um, so I'm at uh, 5,008. 129 sales oh my and, gosh girl what <laughs> yeah i it's been yeah it's been definitely been up and down uh but january 3rd was when i started it in 2016 and so this past january 3rd marked yeah eight years obviously everyone can do the math but um so i've been doing it for a while and it's been i've had it closed i had it closed last year for half of the year so so I have a question for you. Can I be your coach? Since 2012, I've been working with business owners and all different walks of life and helping them figure out how to grow their businesses, develop themselves, work through fears and challenges, launch a new idea, or create a very fresh vision for their life. One of my core strengths is generating ideas and casting vision on a project, and I would just love to do that for you. Whether you need coaching for your Etsy shop or a completely different business project, I'm here to partner with you for breakthrough and brainstorm brilliant strategies with you. My experience in everything from corporate America to network marketing to consulting, web design, blogging, Etsy, Shopify, social media management, and now course creation and podcasting has given me quite the breadth of knowledge to help my fellow entrepreneur, and I would be totally delighted to work with you. You can book a coaching session over at howtosellyourstuff.com or shoot me an email at lizziesmiley at yahoo.com and we'll find out if we'd be a good fit. I cannot wait to meet you and hear what you're dreaming about. Okay, so that squashes the whole thing. If you put your shop on vacation mode, you can't resurrect it. Eh, false. That's one of the biggest myths out there. Does it slow down your traffic? Yes. Does it kill your shop? No. Maddie proves it. Mm-hmm. I proved it over and over. I used vacation mode like it was my job when I got stressed out or wanted a break. Um, yes. And then tell us about the very beginning. So you, dad says, you should sell your stuff. And eventually you're like, okay. So you open up Etsy, you throw up your listings and you did no research. You didn't look at SEO or anything like that. What happened? Yeah, so I'd gotten a few sales uh, and it kind of continued from there. I still don't, I don't, I guess it was maybe all of the organic marketing and connections with people, but it it hasn't really slowed down uh, a lot since then. And it, yes, it's had, it's definitely at slow points and I've had to do some things to, to get it up again. But I think I was just so invested in it, I guess. But yeah, it was uh, it was like first like orders from like my cousins, uh, and it kind of just kept kept growing from there bit by bit. But did sales come uh, in fast? Like, how long did it take to you get your first sale from a stranger? It was probably actually like the first or second day. Uh, <laughs> you guys in like Instagram, okay? If include that, so like. Somebody had been following me. And I think because of the nature of the product as well, people post a lot of their cat in the costume. Yes. So it's like, yeah, like I'm like making basically like kind of like a clothing brand. I'm actually just thought of this right now. But like if you see somebody wearing something like, oh, my God, imagine if people if people like brought their cats around like wearing the hats like that would be that there's marketing right there. So people are posting these pictures of their cats in the costume and they're like, style basically like styled by Miss Many Makes type thing. So yes. um that was a lot of how it kind of grew. Um granted I was also in school so I wasn't reliant on this for my full time gig. Uh so it wasn't yeah it might not have been like the results that people may be looking for, but at the time it was like what I kind of what I was kind of it was a lot to me. It's like I was I, I wasn't paying rent, like, like 10 bucks was like incredible. So uh, one sale and it still is incredible. So, so I don't know, I wasn't really, I guess, aiming, aiming super high, but I was, yeah, I do say it, it, it was 
it kind of it's always kind of fluctuated, but it's always kind of kind of stayed at stayed at a good amount, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> that is incredible. And I just love your, you're just like, I don't know. It just, it just works. It just does it, you know, <laughs> but let's talk about um, how do you, so you're eight years in over 5,000 sales in, how do you come up for new product with new product ideas now? Like what is, is anything informing your decision-making about, oh, this is going to sell or I'll try this versus man, I'm not going to do that. How do you decide? Yeah. A lot of my new designs come from custom orders or someone someone suggesting something or maybe I see something I'm like oh my god that would make a great cat costume uh and so I had started out by before I used to make like a whole bunch because I'm like this is gonna sell this is gonna be like the best costume ever and then it never sells I there's been so many so many like that and it sold eventually maybe after like three years I'm very lucky that these costumes don't uh don't go bad. Like they're, 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 they're not perishable. Uh, so I've always, I'll always have them around and I'll just make the price continually lower until it's clearance. But uh, I finally learned, I finally learned somebody had suggested a hot pepper, chili pepper costume a little bit ago. And I had, I was like, wow, this is going to be huge. This is going to be, and, and maybe it also is my fault with the marketing. I didn't really post very much about it, but I was like, okay, like pace myself, only make like five. Like I made one for the custom order and I'm just like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely make this a listing, but I'll only make a few. And luckily, yeah, luckily I did because I still have a lot in stock. <laughs> Interesting how so, it's always a test, right? It's always, you're always playing and testing. I have a suggestion for you in a second, but finish that thought. I can't wait to see what you're going to say. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's, yeah, a lot of, a lot of my great ideas definitely from, come from people suggesting it. And I'm, I'm, I'm glad that I learned that lesson or else I would have bins of cat costumes. <laughs> it's such a thing. I, 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 I was the same way. Like all of my custom orders, they usually informed what I was going to then add to the shop. Like it taught, it taught me if someone wants this and wants it enough to actually reach out and ask for it, probably other people do too. But um, something that might be interesting for you to test is if you follow what's trending in women's t-shirts and even men's t-shirts and you see, yeah, because those are one of the best selling things on Etsy. People sell a ton. I know, write it down, girl. Um, they, they sell a ton. So for example, this past year, some of the biggest trends have been, LOL, mushrooms, the name, the name of your cat there, strawberries, raccoons, oxalotls. So if you go and you look at women's and men's t-shirts and see what pe- people, what the best sellers are, whatever animal or thing that is on there, I bet if you tested it as a costume, you, you would go, but like, if you want to scale, that's what I would try. I, you know what, don't, I'd like, I, I'm, I, I think it would work. I really think it would work. You have to try it, but I think it would work. I've been doing this obviously for eight years yes. and I, no offense to anybody else, but I don't think that that is, I don't think I've ever gotten better advice. That was, I, yeah, I mean, God. it's okay. I literally can't can read this. Starts- you do other things with your life beside Etsy. I don't like, I, I don't, I, this is my obsession. <laughs> So like it's totally cool. It's, you just hit me up anytime. I'll be like, oh, try this. It'll be fun. We'll have a grand old time. Yes. Oh my god. Yeah. Because there's also there's so many there's so many niche parts about what other people like that I might not be in tune to. Um, it's like different kind of parts of the internet that I'm not. Oh my really, gosh. If you want to really learn this, I'm helping so many other people right now too because everyone in a different niche. The same advice goes for anything else you guys sell. Like. If you go see what's going crazy in t-shirts, you can apply it to anything else you make. And that theme, that, that is going to hit a whole different micro niche with what you do. So another like thing is there is this girl who teaches print on demand sellers how to create like multiple six figure businesses, making like shirts and things like that. She teaches trends and looking for demand. It doesn't matter that it's for t-shirts. You can take the same information and apply it to any product that would have like this kind of a pattern on it. Her name is uh, Brittany Lewis, L-E-W-I-S, and she's at B-O Wolf Biz, B-E-A-W-O-L-F-B-I-Z. So if she's, and she, I'm in her um, paid membership for trends, so I don't have to go do a bunch of trend research on Etsy all the time. She'll let her do it for me. We did a whole month on strawberries this year. Like, 
it was one of the key and it's just so anyway she'll keep you up to date with what's like really hopping but I, you guys you guys should see maddie's adorable face right now her jaw's been on the ground um i i should just talk to her every day for a little a little ego boost i'm just saying but doesn't that, isn't that crazy like we just watch trends oh my gosh yeah it, <laughs> i've Wow. So I've never really found like a way that where that kind of works. I, I've seen kind of Etsy's like they have emails about like what's coming, what's trending, this what's going to be trending yep. for the next year. And it, it never really applied to me. So like if right. if they had said axolotl like design is trending, I would absolutely make a costume. But it was always it's like what color is trending or what. Uh, yeah. Or something else that would be trending that wouldn't really like apply to me. Yeah, and so this is this is great. You gotta, yeah, you gotta kind of find where where your trends kind of are for sure. I, I, you know what, you're right. And 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 conversely, there's probably people who are listening where, um, like actually, this advice doesn't help them at all. But knowing the colors of the year is huge. But I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think all of it comes together. And I I I love Etsy's trend report. I always do a podcast episode every time they drop one because it's really helpful to see what they're seeing because they're the ones seeing all the data of the clicks and the searches and all of that that we don't see. But there's just this thing about having your boots on the ground and looking at, like I I just personally think not high fashion, but like t-shirts is something that is always going to be on the cutting edge of demand. And so that's what I like to watch to inform it informs me in graphic design and what I'm, you know, what I'm creating in digital product shops, what is happening in t-shirts. So anyway, all right, we will get off that, but your, your response was just, it just filled my entire heart. So thank you so much. Um, what do I want to ask you? Do you have a particular busy season in your business? When do think, because I don't know, are people buying costumes at pet pack costumes as Christmas gifts? Like when do you go crazy or is it just constant? Yeah, it's definitely pretty crazy during a uh, Halloween uh, because everyone has to get their costume for their cat, of course, and Christmas. And those are, those are the, that's the busiest kind of season. So, so those two are, are when sales usually, like, or I, I have to fill more orders. When is the slowest then? I'm curious. Mm, good question. I, probably about this month, January. Um, I noticed there is definitely a season for birthday parties. Uh, it usually comes, that's usually like yeah, like the spring. Uh, a lot of people order like birthday hats uh, during that time of year for their cat, and then yeah, so maybe that's like more like kind of summer ish. That makes then, sense. So that, yeah. that's what all the litters of kittens are is spring and summer. Yeah. So that makes that tracks. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's so funny to me. Yeah, and then um, yeah, and then the rest of the year it's just yeah, kind of consistent. But. Okay. And I'm just curious. So like you're in this in you're in such a specific niche. Do you have any insights about the cat niche? Like what have you kind of learned about this particular type of buyer, people who are interested in cats? Are there is there anything about them that you've learned that you could share? Yeah, there is. I feel like there's like multiple kind of categories of cat lovers. I've gotten Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Tell me all of them. <laughs> um, a lot of uh, a lot of people I had followed on Instagram were like like rescue they rescue cats and and okay. um kind of go from the healthcare side of it and and like spay oh. neuter cat advocates. And then um there's the people who uh find it absolutely hilarious um when their cat is in a costume. And so a lot of the reviews I get are, uh, my cat hates it. I love it. And it's really funny to me. Um, so <laughs> a lot of, uh, I feel like a lot of my marketing is kind of pertaining to those kind of cat, those cat people who they, they may not be like intense, like they, they may not have like I don't know, whole bunch of cats. Like the but they'll piece. have They're like not, yeah, this yeah. one cat that's like his name is like I don't know, something funny. And then and then they'll be like, Oh my god, we gotta get this like little chef hat because or or like people will be like, Oh my god, my cat's name is peanut butter and the other one's name is jelly. I gotta get him like the couple's cat costume out of peanut butter and jelly. So I uh, I've started a lot of my marketing is towards uh people who yeah, who find find it hilarious so 
in my videos and posts, it's just like the cat kind of being like stunned for like a really quick second and, and, and basically like make my cat into a little meme. I think some, yeah, of course you always get the comments of, of people not being a fan of that. Um, right. But my cat. Stop abusing that cat. Right. right yeah. Right, right. yeah. Um, but. So those are, that is not your cat niche people. There are niches I, within the niche. <laughs> that's so interesting. Yes, for sure. Uh, so I think uh, TikTok really helped me kind of tap into that, uh, that <laughs> demographic of people, uh, for sure. Uh, like those quick videos, funny thing, impulse buy, get it for a gift for a friend. And it's the funniest thing they've ever seen in their life. And it is. Um, how did you figure that out, though, Maddie? How did you how did you in your in your brain connect the dots of Okay, I'm in the cat niche, but I need to. Fi- There's lots of different kinds of cat people. How did you figure out which one was yours? Was it? I, you, did you answer that already? Was it your reviews and you were noticing how they were reviewing it, or how did you figure? How did you crack it? Yeah, and that's interesting. I've never really thought about it that way because I do think a lot of the people on Instagram were those kind of uh, the the cat people who, yeah, a lot of people I followed were like rescuing cats. And kind of more more serious, and I think it was just TikTok yeah. that really kind of uh, helped me kind of enter this different realm of people who, yeah, who are just kind of like, oh, like more playful about it. Yeah, 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 and yeah, and that's interesting. I, I never really thought about that before, because uh, you're just a marketing genius, Maddie, and you had no idea. <laughs> I uh, uh, yeah, my strategy is don't figure it out as I go is, is definitely, definitely a lot of it. Do you ever find yourself wondering how on earth to respond to a customer's DM when they're either asking about their order status or upset about something? Today's episode is brought to you by my very own customer service templates, PDF downloaded mini course. The most common post I'm seeing in the Etsy forum these days are people asking for advice in dealing with various customer service problems and situations. I totally get it, you guys. Like when we're in the heat of that moment and we're feeling frazzled or overwhelmed, it can be extra hard to know what to say to diffuse a situation. Like we want to sound empathetic and confident. We want to be professional and warm. Like we wonder how our tone is coming across to that customer as we type out our response and worry that one wrong word could land us in one star review land. Like not to mention, you know, not everyone was born with the gift of the written word. Maybe you're someone who is utterly exhausted by the idea of wordsmithing great responses to customers, and you'd much rather spend your energy on product development or marketing brainstorming. I totally get you, and I totally got you. And now you don't have to figure it out on your own. When you order my customer service templates offering, I'm going to literally hand you over 20 different already written templates for daily, common, and those difficult conversations. They're already written out exactly how I use them so you can actually see them in action. And then I'm also going to give them to you as like a fill-in-the-blank template that you can just make your own and save in your Etsy snippets or an easy-to-access document on your phone or computer. With this, I'm going to throw in a mini course that goes over in detail my personal customer service strategy so that when you do need to come up with a response to something in the future, you're already going to have that inner culture for customer service that's going to guide your writing, and I promise it'll make it so much easier. You can grab these tools today at howtosellyourstuff.com. Leave the guesswork out of your DM responses. I'll do the writing so you can get back to creating. Isn't that so fascinating? And, and you know, you say that now. Um, one of my biggest secrets is when you're like starting a new Etsy shop is to read the reviews of your competition because you'll be able to avoid so many things that tick customers off and you'll be able to delight them in so many ways that they weren't expecting by just reading the reviews. It's informed my, my businesses so many times. I literally, um, I have, you, you haven't been um, listening or around many, so I'll kind of fill you in. I have this shop where I sell mock-ups for people who sell like print on demand items, like t-shirts. Do you know what a mock-up is? Where it's just like that photograph. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I create them with AI and I sell them. And, um, I, so I put a bunch of those up and the shop actually went crazy. I had over a hundred sales in 30 days and, but it was the comments of how they were using certain mock-ups. They were using them in a way I'd never thought to apply it. And I went and created an entirely separate shop geared toward that niche of people 
Because when I saw what they said, I went and looked it up and found out there was a huge niche. Just like you're saying, even in the cat niche, you could go after the, the people who are rescues. I've worked with rescues forever. So I know what those people are like. They're serious. It is going to be more. They're only going to put their cat in a costume if it's going to help that cat get adopted. Like, it, they're not. Which is, also another, which is also another thing that I did is I went to. Uh, that was another thing to, like, also help get cats adopted is I've. Okay, that's a whole other thing. Okay, no, but that's, <laughs> like you know, we could almost um, we could almost for you create a whole side of your business where a shelter could run a fundraiser to buy a box of your costumes to help sell their rescue, sell their you know not sell find homes. You know what I mean? You could yeah. put together an entire marketing strategy where you're showing you're creating a marketing. You're the marketing strategist for the rescue. You provide these, they like they get to their 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 what it, their donors buy the costumes. They get the costume kit, and now they can actually adopt out more efficiently and faster because they are just taking pictures of their animals and costumes. I'm just saying, I can't help myself, Maddie. This is I can't help myself. Okay, what's your favorite part about your business? What do you just get? clearly clearly mine is marketing. I can't help it. What is your favorite part of what you do? Being in the middle of doing something unrelated I guess or like in the middle of work and then just like getting a notification um and it's just like a just like a cat with their cat with the costume on looking absolutely stunned and yeah and that's just like a little review and they're like wow this is the best this is the best thing ever my cat is hilarious (laughs) and and it's the funniest thing and it's just like oh my god it's those moments where I'm like uh, I make cat costumes, like especially, <laughs> especially when I'm like in a swarm. This happened last uh, last year and in the year before, where I was just like in a swarm of orders. I cried so many times. Uh, it was kind of crazy. It was like one of those kind of uh, where TikTok had gone viral, and I could not keep up, and I was losing my mind. And I'm just like hold on, like, these are cat costumes. I am making cat costumes. I'm putting them in little, in this cute little packaging and I'm sending them to people all around the world and they're putting it on their cat and they find it hilarious. And I've been doing this for a while and I'm still doing it. And it's like, what's going on? And I love those little moments of, of disbelief and, it brings me so much joy, uh, and yeah, and it's just, and and also realizing like realizing my business is is mine, and all of I can design things however I want and do whatever I want, and and it makes it yeah, it makes it so much fun. So just the best part about my business is having fun with it, and. And I think maybe that's why I've kind of always, I've always had it to the side and I've always kind of focused on something because I'm like kind of maintaining that fun. So, yeah. <laughs> you're selling smiles is what you're, you're, I mean, is it a cat costume? It is. But what you're really selling is the smile and just the Absolutely. absolute joy of torturing our cats. Um, <laughs> in the best way. But, um, I love that it wasn't for you and it would have been fine if it was, I, I mean, as a, you just finished college, but you, it wasn't even just like, it's the cha-ching, you know, that keeps me going. It's like, it's the ridiculous cat pictures. <laughs> yeah, like not getting like a note of, like not getting the order, but getting that review of like the, the buzz on my phone. It's just like, I like look at it and she's like, the cat's just like, that's <laughs> there. And, uh, it just makes my day. <laughs> That is amazing. So what is, um, what's your goal for this brand and business? Do you have like a long-term plan for it or was it just to get you through these years or what are you thinking? Yeah, it, it definitely fluctuates. Cat costumes? Like I just, I need to know. Yeah. Um, yeah, it definitely, it definitely fluctuates. I, I always feel like I do have a lot of potential with it. Um, yeah. I've, every time I kind of like walk past a empty storefront, I'm like, oh, well, maybe I should, maybe I should started like brick and mortar uh and that would be crazy but um i've always kind of also played with the idea of wholesaling uh but i think for right now keeping it keeping it the way it is uh making more costumes uh making new products and kind of playing around with it 
and yeah, continuing it uh, just like it is 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 always been super fun. So yeah, maybe someone who can back up so for you when you're getting ready to cry over all your orders would <laughs> be a great yes. Next- <laughs> yes, uh, that is my mother. Um, okay. she, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I've I've actually had uh, I, I've had people uh, sew for me as well, um, and so I I do kind of know how I can expand it if I want to, and yeah, so I'll have to. I'll have to see where it, where it takes me. Sure. I, you just have to keep us posted. Like I need, I'm invested. I need to know. Um, would you have any tips for new Etsy sellers, like who are just thinking about starting or recently started? I I can't wait to hear what you say about this. But I would just like like especially people who are who are wanting to bring a unique handmade item to the market. A lot of the things that I learned as I went uh, were things that also probably had affected my sales a lot. Um, so really good photography. I've yes. noticed a lot of people are like, oh, like, why is my Etsy shop not getting any sales or 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 things like that? Just like friends who have who have Terrible. done it. And it is that uh that thing that makes people immediately click. I noticed that, that was that was one specific thing uh that had really had really helped and I noticed had really affected uh my my business because as you like even when I'm shopping, I'm like, I'm not going to click on that listing when it looks like it was photographed in a basement and I don't know where it's coming from. And it looks a little sketchy. Uh, How did you so learn? That How was, did you learn that? Cause you're really good at it now. I know you said you weren't in the beginning. Yeah. How did you learn? Yeah. So uh, I took a lot of tips from other sellers. Um, uh, the woman who runs uh, the cat ball, she makes uh, these, these cat beds and I had reached out to her, and that was another one of those good connections I had had uh, on Instagram. Um, and and I could get a lot of advice from other other Etsy sellers on there. Uh, and so who I'm who I've been absolutely grateful for, and it's so nice of them to offer their advice. And a lot of their advice uh, for photographs uh, was like natural lighting or having light, like bright lights that reflect natural lighting. Um, so that's what I, I, that's what I have now. Um, having a good, good camera and a clean background and photographer, uh, photographing it in a way that shows the whole product. Uh, and it's obviously different where, with cat costumes where it's like, do I show a picture of the whole cat um, or like a close up? And so a lot of my, a lot of my listings kind of do a lot of those different things, different different angles. So it's it's uh, it's interesting working with a live model uh, who gets paid in cat treats, um, <laughs> and so so that's been a lot of bit of a work a workaround for sure. Uh, but yeah, and a lot of people ask if my cats are trained, uh, and they not they aren't necessarily, but I have been photographing them for quite a while. So in I've slowly kind of trained them without realizing. Uh, and so so that was that was what definitely one big, big bit of advice, uh, as well as like talking about before with kind of just natural marketing, talking about my Etsy shop, which is also something that I hadn't really done. Uh, talking about it in person, uh, I never really introduced myself saying, oh, yeah, I make costumes for cats because I always felt like it wasn't really taken very seriously. Uh, even saying like, oh, I sell on Etsy. I feel like people just kind of assume it's just like, oh, it's just like a side gig or like, oh, like, like, yep. Same with podcasting. Like, Everyone's like, exactly. oh, you do that. I'm like, no, no. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and so... <laughs> So I was kind of afraid of that, but I was like, okay, well, if I present it in a way, like, yeah, I saw cat costumes on cats here, uh, cost, <laughs> costumes for cats on Etsy and uh, carrying around my business card and and also just, yeah, talking about it more. Um, I work at a grocery store uh, and so uh, any chance where somebody's buying cat treats, I'm like, oh, you have a cat at home. Oh, funny you should say. I make costumes for cats on Etsy. 
uh, I'm probably actually not allowed to do that, but that's okay. You can market where you get. Um, and just connecting with people uh, on online, in person, any way that you can. Uh, connecting with other with other sellers, uh, asking what they did uh, for advice, and and working together. Yeah, rather than kind of like getting in touch with people who are your competition and working with them because it's, it's only, yeah. Uh, and so adjacent, right? like maybe not a direct competitor, but someone who's adjacent serves the same niche is going to be so much yeah. more willing to talk to with you than someone who sells oh, the exact same thing. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. I've had, I've had some run-ins with people making the exact same. So I was protect a few people from that conversation. They're not going to be nice about it, but adjacent a hundred percent. Yes, absolutely. I love it. Yeah, that all um, adds up, Maddie. It all adds up because once you, you do those one-off conversations, but then one person buys it, they more than likely are friends with other cat people. They post it, they tag you, and now you've got it. Now it's multiplied. So that one that felt like nothing, that one conversation can turn into 10, 10 100 sales down the road. Absolutely. It could never hurt to just kind of talk about your business and, uh, yeah, and connect with people. Yeah. I think those are amazing tips and this is an absolute right. Thank you so much, Maddie. This has been so much fun. Where can everyone find you and support you? Yeah. So um, you can find me on Miss Maddie Makes on uh, M-I-S-S, Maddie with a Y, uh, Makes at uh, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Oh, and on Etsy. <laughs> <laughs> so if you have a cat that you want to mortify, we now know exactly where to go. That is a riot. Okay, amazing. Thank you so much, Maddie. I hope that um, I hope that you only continue to see amazing growth and results. And we're just like we really appreciate your willingness to come share with us because this is going to inspire so many people. Oh, I'm so glad. Thank you so much for having me. I I love talking about cats and costumes. So <laughs> uh, thank you, uh, thank you for this. This is great. <laughs> it's been a riot. You guys, thanks for hanging out with us. We hope you enjoyed all of the adjacent cat talk and the amazing gold tips that Maddie has dropped. Like, honestly, the value in this conversation, the way she's looking at things could really just, especially if you're just getting started and you're overthinking everything and you're just like, I need all of this strategy. Like, no, no, you don't. Like, so long as you're selling something you're interested in, you really don't. Talk to your people. That's all that it takes. So thank you for being with us. Until next week. Go make something awesome. I love you guys. And that's a wrap on this episode of How to Sell Your Stuff on Etsy. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today. If you're looking for more resources, head on over to howtosellyourstuff.com where you'll find podcast show notes, all the links from today's episode, the blog, courses, coaching, and more. If this episode was helpful to you, awesome. The greatest compliment I can receive from you is a rate, review, and subscribe on this podcast. Not only will it allow us to connect again on a future episode, it lets me know I'm providing you with value and helps other people find this content more easily. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for your support. Have a great day and see you next time.